What's up? What's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk with Sam podcast. Just Talk with Sam podcast. Man, we got some special guests in the building today: Cameron Zahur and Gary Masoto uh, from the new movie Odd Hours, No Pay, Cool Hat. We'll be stopping by. We're gonna talk about their new documentary that they are doing on the Volunteer Firefighter Service. Quick synopsis of the movie. Odd Hours, No Pay, Cool Hat is inspired by the original story by Peter Yoakum and takes audiences behind the lines of America's volunteer fire service community. This film truly is a tribute to the nearly 750,000 volunteer firefighters all around the country. It highlights their bravery, compassion, motivation, unflattering sense of community, unfaltering sense of community, I'm sorry, unfaltering sense of community. This 90-minute film grants audience executive access to follow the inspirational journey of most remarkable neighbors whose help you hope you'll never need the volunteer firefighters as they encounter heartbreaking challenges exhilarating triumphs to fulfill a single mission serving their community heartwarming humorous and thrilling this sweeping betrayal of bravery will capture your heart and inspire this was a good movie it hit me the different way. I learned a lot by watching this movie. And I just want to tell uh, Cam and Gary all about it. But before we jump into that, we got a few sponsors of this podcast. So I want to thank you guys for uh, listening to this podcast. But everything related to this podcast can be found at samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to the Just Talk With Sam podcast. It's all right there. Right there on the home page and current promotions page. You, yes, you, you can check us out right in and there. And in my Eagle Eye people, you can see it. There's a donate button there. Look, we've been doing this for about 13 years. By hitting that donate button, you can give to this podcast to make it a bigger, better, greater podcast. Whatever makes you feel like a good person, you give to the podcast. And we're going to put every single solitary red cent in this podcast to make it great. Keeping the free, funny, free. But maybe you want those people who want a little bang for your buck. You want a little excuse for your wish. You can always go to samshownation.com, hit the store link, get everything you need, whether it be hats, t-shirts, stickers, whatever you need to show the world this is your favorite podcast is all right there. So please go to Samson Nation store. I guarantee we ship this out to you, and then we, every Every cent we get, we put right back into this podcast. Speaking of the podcast, you, yes, you can go to samshownation.com. You can hit the podcast link. You can listen to your podcast right then and there. Maybe it's a podcast you heard before. Maybe you want to hear it again. Maybe it's new to you. It's all right there on the web page. But maybe you listen to podcasts a little bit differently. It's all good. Whatever browser you use, whatever tool you use is fine. Just put in Just Talk With Sam at gmail no g and talking and you can find us right then and there whether it be iHeartRadio, tune in stitcher amazon uh spotify whatever you use i still use Casbox, so i can't talk i can't talk about nobody uh google play i think um they're still around uh whatever just put in just talking with sam no g and talking and whatever search bar you're gonna pick us up it's all right there wherever podcasts can be found we got a few sponsors this week before we jump into this awesome podcast with uh, Cam and Gary. And our first sponsor is the good folks at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has the Hotter Than Fire sale. Yes, it is appropriate that the Hotter Than Fire sale will show up when we're talking about volunteer firefighters. I digress. 
what Omaha Steaks wants you to do is go to SamTrueNation.com. You click that Omaha Steaks link and access the Hired and Fired sale. They got up to 50% off site-wide on anything you would need, whether it be steaks, chicken, fish, um, desserts, whatever you need. Also, you can enjoy your favorites. Maybe it's a package deal. They have several package deals and free shipping on orders over $149. But you only get that if you go to SamShowNation.com, you click the Omaha Steaks link, you can get everything that you need with the Hotter Than Fire sale. Please check them out and be a grill master. Hey, I stay in the Midwest, so I only got a few more weeks left to be in my yard and grill with the best of them. Maybe you don't have that problem, but if you want to grill with the best of them, you got to get some Omaha Steaks. The best way to get some Omaha Steaks, go to SamShowNation.com. Click the link and get the Hotter Than Fire sale. The next sponsor is the good folks at Major League Baseball. MLBShop.com has everything up to... They're just coming off their All-Star game. And it is everything up to 30% off site-wide. But at checkout, you got to put in the promo code POPUP. P-O-P-U-P. Um, this is a limited time offer. Some exclusions may apply. But whatever team you root for, if you like me and you like those Detroit Tigers, you like the Toronto Blue Jays, you like the Dodgers, you like the Yankees, you like the Mets, you like the Mariners, you like um, the Cardinals, Whatever your team is, it's up to 30% off site-wide by putting in the promo code checkout, but you're only going to get that if you go through SamShowNation.com. You click that link, shop for your team, and you can get up to 30% off site-wide. Put in the promo code POPUP at checkout. And lastly, certainly not leastly, Target. Target is here. Guys, Target got everything that you need for summer, whether that be uh, luggage, for when you get out of here, you're doing that family trip. Whether you're doing some swimsuits because, who are we kidding? You want to rock that banana hammock when it's hot outside? My guys out there, um, you worked all year. You want to put on that two-piece? You go to SamShowNation.com. You can get that swimsuit up to 30% off because you know Sam. And you're going through SamShowNation.com. And... Um, 50% off certain outdoor furniture, some select outdoor furniture. Look, you're out there, it's hot, you want to chill in the yard, that's your own prerogative, you know, got your back, Target. But the best way to access all of those things, go to SamTronation.com, you click that Target link, and shop as you normally would. You shop right there online, and they have it ready for you um, as soon as you go to your friendly neighborhood Target. Go ahead, pick it up. They'll even bring it out to your car if you ask them. So please, go to SamTronation.com. Click the target link. Shop as you normally would. So that's what I got for right now. I'm going to uh, pause these mics for about 90 seconds. And the next time you hear my voice, I'm going to be talking to Cameron and Gary. And we're going to talk about the new movie. Uh, well, I should say documentary, I should say. Yeah, I don't know the difference. Well, I do know the difference. But here we are. Odd hours. No pay. Cool hat. We'll see you guys in about 90 seconds. <laughs> This is Just Talking Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talking Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. 
You don't know this till like right now. Seriously. Right with you on iTunes, Joe. But it's obvious if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. so much for giving me a little bit of your time and um i got i got i gotta start off every podcast i don't know if you guys have paid attention to me know my podcast or anything like else but before we jump to the interview i am super grateful for any guest i ever get especially people just as special as you we got to start it off with what i like to call the over the top intro to show your greatness and specialness for coming here so if you don't mind let's get it started Absolutely. I'm, no. I'm going to nice do to this. The thanks way thanks I for having you. us. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he hails from the coffee capital of the world by way of North Carolina when he is not in the hollers of Kentucky or in the streets of Mendovia or cage diving with great white sharks or doing rural community development in Sierra Leone, West Africa. He is documenting the lives of those brave volunteer firefighters all across our great nation, not to be outdone, not his partner, Gary Masoto, all the way from the Emerald City, also known as Seattle, by way of San Francisco. He is a photojournalist turned director, has captured the smiles and cries of storytelling all over the place, from the former Soviet Union, Paris, the Middle East, and he aims to capture the human experience while he maintains his desire for meaningful connections with people, and I hope he does that at least one more time, right in your face, ears, and eye holes. Cameron, Gary, welcome to the podcast. Wow. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. That was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I mean this. After watching this documentary, um, I want to thank you guys because I was, uh, uh, I'm just going to put on front street, ignorant about what the volunteer firefighter program uh, just was. I just thought it was a bunch of um, people who trying to relive their glory days, your weekenders. Hey, look how awesome I am. I, I, I used to think that. But yeah. now after watching this documentary, not only did it explore my ignorance about what they did and how well they're needed and just plain why they're needed, um, what I know this is based off the film by Peter Yoakum, but what about that made you want to dig deeper into these lives of the Volunteer Firefighter Service? Yeah, so Peter Yoakum was our uh, executive producer on this project. So he had really come up with this idea that someone needed to make a film on volunteer firefighters. Um, he he was looking for a story that was hopeful, that would bring people together um, 
and at the same time, he was learning about the volunteer fire service. And so he had he had realized that there was this real need for recruitment of new volunteers across the country. But also, like you said, that people just are ignorant about this. People don't know what volunteer firefighters are, what they do. And so there was this need for public awareness and support uh, because the call numbers are going up and the number of volunteers are going down. So he had really thought someone needs to tell these stories and get this out there in a way that has impact. So that's when he approached us, when he brought together the other partners on the film, the National Volunteer Fire Council and John Deere, um, and just started pulling pulling the pieces together to help make this film happen. So, so that's when we came on board and we had, like you, we knew very little going into this. And so we had a lot of education to do a lot of exploration before we even started making the film. Uh, Gary? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I just will concur with Cam. Like we was, when we, when Peter first approached us about, you know, making a film, we knew nothing about the volunteer fire service. Um, you know, it's something we'll probably talk about the casting stories that we did both through the, I mean, through interviews, you know, talking to Peter about the research that he had done. Also, you know, we were talking to our other partner, the National Volunteer Fire Council. We started to kind of learn the basics, you know, firefighter, volunteer firefighter 101, you know, we like to call it. But um, it was really when we did the casting and all these stories came through and we just started to realize how many people, you know, 700,000 volunteers, you know, firefighters out there, you know, across the country. And, um, and we were just kind of overwhelmed by their kind of their passion and their commitment to this and, you know, family tradition and just what, what, you know, how it's changed people's lives. You know, it's also, we realized, you know, not only like, just the critical role that these people are playing across communities across the country, but also just the, you know, the power of, of the, you know, what these people are getting out of being volunteers in terms of, you know, just a sense of purpose, you know, giving themselves meaning, being a part of their community, giving back to their community. You know, um, there's just a lot of, this is a really rich story that, that, you know, does, did need to be told, you know, that most people don't know about. Hey, I like how you said that. Um, when you talked about casting and you talked about, obviously, you did the interviews to uh, various fire um, houses across the country. How did you decide on them? Um, how did you decide to say, this is the firehouse that we want to showcase? Yeah. So originally, we thought we were going to do three stories. That was kind of like we, when we just first started talking about the project. We'll do three stories, take a deep dive into these three places. And then then we got that casting, those we had, we had put out some calls into a couple of different places and, you know, um, sub, you know, submissions for stories and people who might want to participate in it. And we got like over 800 submissions, you know, within like a couple of weeks, you know, which was just a lot of stories to go through. And Louise Collette, our, our casting director, kind of led that effort of kind of weeding through those. But at that point, we realized, oh, wow, this is a bigger story. Like in order to re fully paint a portrait of the volunteer fire service, we need to we just didn't think we could do it with just three, with three stories. So um, at that point, it was really kind of, a, I describe it as having a matrix mm -hmm. of um, we had, you know, different like parts of the country we wanted to show. So we definitely wanted to make sure we had West coast, East coast, you know, Midwest, you know, large communities, urban communities, smaller communities. So that was, you know, that was something that was, we were considering, you know, we different types of people, different ages of people, different backgrounds, you know, we want to make sure we were, you know, reflecting, you know, uh, lots of people could see themselves, you know, in the film itself. And then, you know, and then there was always the personal stories that the people had. So it was really kind of looking at all those things. And it's like one story came in and we started with a great story in California. So we kind of had the West Coast covered, wildfires covered. It was a woman, 
you know, um, young woman, uh, firefighter. So that was, you know, a, one of our feet. We have a, a lot, tons of great women in this, in the, in the, in the documentary. But, um, so it just kind of started like that piece by piece. We started putting these, these stories together kind of based on the, the overall, you know, mix of, of stories to tell. Yeah. Cameron. Yeah. I mean, I think I would just add on top of that, that sometimes you would have those stories come through, you know, we would be kind of that logical approach to, okay, we need to cover this in a certain way with a certain balance, but then we would have like a story come through all of a sudden that just immediately grabbed us and was like, oh, this one has to be, this one must be in, you know, even just from that first description we got from someone. And then of course, talking to them and and fleshing it out more, but there were some where it was just, it, it just felt obvious that they need to be in them. And there's, you know, a couple of the uh, I don't want to give too much away from the film, but there's some, you know, twists and turns and some unexpected uh, things that firefighters do, some pretty unexpected stories in there. And when some of those came through, it was just like, oh, this is really interesting. This one's got to be in. So let's figure out how to adjust things around it. And, and you know, there's only so much you can predict. You know, we did we did a lot of that work up front, talking to people and understanding their stories and, you know, making sure they were on board and understanding what types of things we might be able to film with them while we were there. But then you get there on the ground and you just have to kind of adapt to what you find. That's what documentary filmmaking is. You can't, you're not scripting it ahead of time, right? So, so a lot of that was then, you know, adjusting on the fly. And there are people in the film who we didn't even think were going to be in the film until we got there on the ground that day and met them and realized, oh, this is a great character and we have to follow them. So, That's so awesome. scary. yeah. Who are the original three? Well, we, oh, didn't we didn't have, have We didn't have yeah. We were just kind of coming up with the story structure. Yeah. We were just thinking about how we were going to approach the project and we thought we would be looking for three stories, but yeah. uh, and then we changed our, our strategy. All right. The way I looked at it, because after watching this documentary, um, the number, you know, seven, seven fifty thousand, seven hundred fifty thousand. 750,000, I looked at it the other way. I thought it was a weeding out process basically because you, um, and again, my own ignorance out of seven, you know, a, a big number like that. I thought it was more stories and maybe some didn't exactly make the cut or is that the case? Oh, there were a lot more stories we could have told and I'm sure we could have even pushed to get more submissions, but it was plenty for us to work with, I think, to do with what, what we needed. But I mean, there was, it, yeah, I mean, I think limiting it to eight stories was, you know, that was just the realities of of what you can tell in a, in a, in a, in a single film and, and just what we could do from a production perspective. But I think there were, you know, there were plenty of more, I'm sure hundreds of stories, thousands yeah. of stories yeah. we probably could have done. Like yeah. you said, 700, that you could go to your local department, I'm sure whatever the closest volunteer department is to you and probably find, you know, five, 10 fascinating stories of people. So it was definitely, there was that component of, whittling it down. There are there some amazing stories that we weren't able to tell and that, yeah. that would have been pretty cool. So, yeah. Like I'm picking my words very carefully not to spoil this thing for <laughs> the viewers and listeners of this podcast, but I don't, I'm, I'm going to say it like this out of the eight that you picked what, and quite honestly, you guys were learning on a job as, as this went on. Uh, what town or firehouse surprised you the most? And I'll leave that for either one of you. It may not be the same. Yeah, I guess I would start with, and this this is you know gives away a little bit, but there's a there's one town where you know they were in Virginia, and they 
you know, we're a volunteer fire department that had started because they wanted to be able to get, you know, to, to members of their community quicker when things were going wrong and the nearest fire department was too far away. So they started as a normal fire department, but then they started getting all these calls for cows in swimming pools, horses trapped in a ditch or something like, you know, all these large animal calls, because that's the part of the country they were in. They were in horse country in Virginia. And so basically they had to figure out what to do about that. Um, and so that was a, a really, when that one came through, that was one of those, I think, unexpected ones that it was, this is, this is not what people think of this when they think of a firefighter. Um, it's not the, you know, big burly guys going and breaking down doors and burning buildings. It's, it's responding to your community, realizing what's going on. Um, so they've had to deal with a lot of really interesting calls, uh, in that part of the country. And that was a really fun one to go film. Okay. Uh, Gary. Yeah, it's hard just to pick one department. You know, um, I think for me, it was, it was actually the visit going from department to department and seeing the differences of these places. And, you know, we shot a lot of the stories, uh, back to back. So we just literally spend, you know, four days in one location and we just went to another location. So there was one run where we started in a very small town in rural Nebraska, like 500 people farming community, uh, you know, um, you know, which is, you know, I grew up in, in suburbs and big cities. And so it was, you know, it was unique cultural experience, you know, just to experience this small, you know, town that's just like a literally one square mile, you know, um, and there, the whole community revolves around farming, you know, and we went from there directly to New York to, um, Muncie, New York, which is a, again, don't want to give away too much, but it's a ultra orthodox and ultra orthodox, uh, Jewish community um and in it's like i think 95 percent you know or orthodox or ultra orthodox and so kind of going from this small town in nebraska to this you know to this ultra orthodox jewish community which had a huge firehouse uh like they've been around for over 100 years or 150 years I, I believe they're coming up on their 150 year anniversary um so it just had a completely different culture different different you know uh different, completely different types of people, different, you know, um, just, uh, physically very, very different place. And I think, uh, it's, and it just kind of kept going on like that. So, you know, we went to Virginia and we went to DC and, you know, each department had its own culture, its own style, but there was something that just brought them all together. Even though they felt like very different places, the whole idea, you know, the commitment that these people have and the, you know, their, 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 you know, desire to kind of serve their communities and, and give back. Um, and, you know, and just the basic attitude to get stuff done and get out there and, and just help was just common through every, every place that we went to. So, I mean, again, very different places, but very similar threads and themes throughout all of the departments. If it helps, I, I'll just put it in my two cents without spoiling too much. Uh, Muncie was one of those ones that stuck out to me very tough because um, how do I say this? Because of the religious aspect and the need aspect. Because there are some things where, uh, and I'll word it like this. You couldn't do certain things because it would violate the religion. But these things are, need to be done for human safety. So finding that through line, that was very, very, that struck me because I didn't, you know, when you think of firefighters, you don't, think of like that they have to answer to um on the religious aspect of it but it's 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 more of it was about 
saving lives, but I didn't realize how much of that played into a community like Munzee. So that, that was mine. If, 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 you know, if we're keeping score here, but, um, <laughs> you guys talk to a lot. I feel weird because they're real people. I don't want to call them characters, but here we are. <laughs> um, has there been any follow-up since the film has been made where you just kind of showed the people or you reached back out to them? Because each one of uh, the eight stories that was uh, displayed in this documentary, um, they were also in their own right. So has there been any follow-up? Yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've played it. Not only do we send it to all those people and, and showed it to them and got their immediate feedback, but a lot of them have been able to show it in their communities at their fire departments and, you know, let those... Because they're beyond the central characters, those whole communities were featured in these stories. Um, but yeah, their feedback was really important to us, definitely, since they were, you know, such a we became so, so close with them in the process of making it. And, you know, knowing that we're representing their stories well and, and honestly is really important to us. So thankfully, we got a lot of positive feedback from from all those people that were featured in it. Um, you know, I think volunteer firefighters in general are very humble people. They're They're doing this just because they want to. And, you know, they, uh, even though we got all those submissions of stories, it wasn't because people were, you know, eager to be movie stars or something like that. It was, it was because they could see the value in, in telling these stories and in sharing them to, to help the volunteer fire service and to help communities. Um, so people were really very selfless in sharing their stories with us, um, which isn't an easy thing to do. I mean, when we, when we drop in for, you know, a week or less than a week and we're it's 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 an intense period and you've got cameras in your face and we're asking questions about their you know personal lives and backgrounds and sensitive things and and difficult things sometimes um but but everyone was very you know just very generous with their time and with their stories um because i think they saw they saw the value in what we were trying to do and the goals of the film and and they're so you know the the volunteer fire service is such a huge part of people's lives when you when you start doing it you you either probably fall off pretty quickly or it becomes like, you know, very meaningful, very big part of your life. So um, so for these people, I think they really were happy that these stories were being told because they haven't been been hurt that much. Yeah. I just add, we've been doing some theatrical screenings over the last couple of weeks. Um, we were in New York uh, last week and Cam's in LA right now. He's doing some screenings there. And we've been able to invite some of the firefighters in the film to actually kind of participate in Q and A's, uh, after the film. So that was, that was fun. So back in, in New York, we had all the, the Muncie guys came, a lot of the, the people featured in the film came and that was fun. And, um, and we've got another showing next week in Washington state, uh, where some of the people from the fire Academy story, uh, that we, that we featured on will be, will be there. So that that's fun to have them really participate. It's more interesting to hear from them than from us, honestly, I think for people. So that's been, yeah. Fun. And just to, to, to emphasize again, like the main, goal with this was to get it out there in communities where it can help with recruitment. So a big part of the distribution is community screenings hosted by departments or in small communities. So there's over or close to 500 of those that are being planned right now, uh, about a hundred or close to a hundred that have already happened and, and a lot more in the works. So anyone can, you know, through a fire department, through other community organizations can use the film for free to host one of those screenings. Um, so they just have to go to oddhoursfilm.com and they can put in a request and the team will help set that up with them, find the venue, do the marketing around it, all of that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, I was kind of leaning towards that because I want to know how has the reaction been from these screenings? I mean, 
I mean, the firefighters are one thing, you guys are another thing, but the audience, how have they been reacting to the screeners? I mean, you take a guy like me who didn't know anything about anything, and I watched this and learned a lot. So I would imagine there's more people like me, or maybe it's different. How has it been? I mean, I think the reaction has been super positive from, you know, the, from the people we've talked to who've seen the film. You know, I mean, we've been kind of living with it for so long. It's, you know, it's, it was nice for it to get out in the world and have other, other people who really have no connection to the film at all see it. Um, but yeah, I think people, uh, people have liked it. I think people are inspired by it. And, you know, it, it is a really positive story. You know what I mean? It's like, and I think in a time when things are pretty divisive around the country and it's hard to even, take any topic and make a film or talk about it without, you know, getting into politics or, you know, that coming up. And I think this film does rise above it. And I think it was part of Peter's original vision. And it's just something that, was, you know, that we kind of weren't, I don't think going intentionally into making a film that was, you know, that didn't delve into these topics, but it's just, it just, it was really, we went to all these places the focus was on volunteer firefighters, you know, really about people who were helping their communities. It didn't matter if it was a red state, a blue state, a purple state. Again, all these people have a common cause to really help their their neighbors and, you know, and, uh, you know, give some purpose to their lives and, and just um, help, you know. And I think that that's an inspiring story for people to see, especially right now, um, you know, gave us or me personally, you know, a little bit of hope, you know, uh, after finishing the film. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I would, you know, as you said, like on the practical side, like the proof is in the pudding. We'll see as the film rolls out and all these community screenings, like the real the real impact is does it result in more people stepping up and, and becoming firefighters? And we'll see, you know, how that how that goes. That's our hope and we hopefully the film will help with that at least. You know, there's a lot of a lot of people doing a lot of things to try to to work on that. But like Gary said, I think that just being able to talk to audience members, even people in these, you know, bigger cities, um, like here in LA a couple nights ago, there was a woman who who came to one of the screens, didn't know any, just came to the theater, didn't know what movie she was going to see that night, decided to watch a documentary with us. Um, and afterwards was just talking about how, how she could see how, even as someone who lives in, you know, larger cities and for, for populations that aren't necessarily served by volunteers, that there was something just really meaningful about this topic that this you know the volunteer fire service and and you know volunteerism in general and people taking care of the communities how that's just a thread that unites so many people in this country and needs to unite so many people in this country i think so hopefully even for those who maybe aren't in a you know a part of the country where they're served by volunteers and where they can go join they'll see there are other ways that they can support um and they'll see that you know that this does go even beyond volunteer firefighters, that it's a, it's about community. It's about the way that people, you know, step up and take responsibility for their communities and for their neighbors. And that's how this country works. That's how it's always worked is by people working together to do that. So finding other ways to do that, I think in your life um, is, is really important. So anytime we hear, you know, I hear someone kind of resonating with that larger message of the film, that's, uh, that's just really great to get those reactions. That's awesome because that I, I I would hope that would be the reaction. I I would hope people not like resistant to it because you know after watching this, it did it does give you a little hope and maybe a little bit of responsibility to, the way you look at it. You look around your neighborhood or your community and you see what can be better. You, you know, leave it, the old saying, leave it better than how you found it. That that type of thing. 
And when you watch this movie, it gives you that hope. It gives you that, you know, people, there are, there are still people out there like that. Now, when you, um, now I, 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 I gotta ask you guys, your first screening, when you peek your head in and you see how the public, is there a little bit of nervousness with it? Or did you just walk in that screening saying, Oh yeah, these people get it. I don't even have to worry about it. Everyone's <laughs> positive. Uh, no. I don't know. I was nervous. I don't think I was nervous, but I was excited to see how people were going to respond about it. And, you know, and you just kind of want to, you know, hear, and there's some, there's some funny parts of the films. You just want to hear, or at least parts we think are funny and, you know, yeah. hear people laugh to it. Hear how people, you're just kind of more listening to the audience and seeing how they respond to it. But, um, yeah, I th- I'd say I wasn't nervous, but it's more excited. I'm nervous every time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, because, you know, I, I, I also was like the editor on the film and, and dealing with a lot of the technical side of things. So I'm always just like watching every time it starts. I'm like making sure everything looks perfect, sounds perfect. Like, how's the sound system in this theater? How's everyone experiencing it? But maybe that's just my uh, more <laughs> anxious personality, maybe. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. If it helps, you did a good job. And quite honestly, I know we're up against it. I'm looking at um, my clock right now. So what I want to do um, all over our social media, uh, when this airs, I'm going to put up, you know, all the links that you guys gave me so people can check this out or where it's going to be or the next screening and all that other good stuff. Mainly because I think it is important to watch because of the, the feelings I got of about community and helping out. Now, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to be a firefighter, <laughs> or, uh, but I think there is a uh, hope that says uh, do better, uh, I guess. And the stories in here, granted, you only had eight. I- I'm very curious. Is there, I don't know, something else in the works where you may examine or come back or anything else down the pipeline where you just kind of, uh, let's revisit, you know, in about a, because... All right, I'm going to say this in a way where I don't spoil anything because the way this movie closed, the uh, Marvel credit scene gave me so much hope for the future. Mm. It made me feel a type of way where I was like, they're doing another one, right? Are they? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell. We'll see. I certainly, they're as we said, so many stories that are out there, you could do a whole series of these things and you wouldn't run out of different amazing stories to tell, not even just following up on these same ones, but there's, you know, there's hundreds more out there. So we'll see. We'll see. We have no immediate plans for that. We're just focused on getting this one out there in the world and having the impact, you know, that we hope it will, but, but we'll see. (laughs) Well, Cameron, Gary, thank you so much for giving me a little of your time. You're welcome back to the podcast whenever you want. Um, I honestly, I can't wait to see the next one. I was so captivated by this. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just putting it out there in the atmosphere. Just, <laughs> but you guys are more than welcome to come back. And thank you so much for your time. And thanks for stopping by the podcast. Thank, thank you for your interest. Yeah. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. You too. Take care. And there you have it. I want to thank Mr. Gary Soto and Cameron Zahur of the movie Odd hours, no pay, cool hat. We all learned a lot. We had a nice little chat talking about the documentary. I would love it if you followed the links I put up on the website. Oh, and by the way, 
every interview that we do, you can check us out at our YouTube page. Go to YouTube slash Just Talking with Sam, no G and talking. YouTube Just Talking with Sam, no G and talking, and you can see it right then and there, right in your face. Uh, you can see our facial expressions. You can actually see the interview right then and there. I want you to check out the movie. Please go to their website. Just Google um, um, the next screenings of Odd Hours, No Pay, Cool Hat. Please check it out. You owe it to yourself, man. It's a good. It's a good movie. It deals on community, and quite honestly, makes you feel good. So check it out right then and there. Um, this was a good talk, but if you're still in the podcast and mood, you want to talk to my guys at the Act Accordingly Podcast with Bash and Z. Yes, Bash and Z are waiting on you guys. They are podcasting right now. They are coming down off a WNBA All-Star Weekend high. I listen. I, I just listen to them ramble about how much they love the WNBA and this All-Star Weekend. They're still talking about it, quite honestly. Um, but the WNBA season is back in full effect and they're still doing their thing but you know what it's going to take them to tell you about it so please go to Act the Coiling Podcast with Bash and Z wherever podcasts can be found and by doing that you yes you can check them out give them show them some love email them go on their social media check out the good brothers from the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. You know the great DJ and is going to be there and sometimes AJ. So that's all I got. Again, I want to thank Cameron and Gary for stopping by talking about the documentary. Um, Odd Hours, No Pay, Cool Hat. Check it out. It talks about the volunteer firefighter service. But that's enough of me for right now. I'm done for the week. We're going to talk about it again. Please check them out wherever they are. Everything related to the podcast can be found at samshownation.com. Your home related to everything related to the podcast is all right there. samshownation.com. Uh, just talking with Sam. Um, no G and talking. Just talking with Sam. No G and talking. On Instagram and Facebook. Just talking with Sam at gmail.com. Well, if I could talk. Just talking with Sam at gmail.com. No G and talking. And I can answer your questions, comments, concerns, whatever you got. And um, Sam Show 11 on Twitter. So that's enough of me right now. I will see you guys next time. Peace out.